welcome to the Taglines podcast. I'm Matilda Martin and over the coming months we'll be talking about a range of hot topics on foreign policy, international security and development. We hope you'll be joining our debate by subscribing to Taglines and joining us at tagindev.com where we can continue the conversation. Today we'll be talking about the so-called Albanian migration crisis. The Home Secretary has talked about an Albanian invasion and said that many Albanians are abusing British modern slavery laws. A lot of the media gives us a picture of a swarm of young men uh, coming across to Britain to exploit its supposedly soft policing and law enforcement. But what about the human element? What about the people who come across? What about the choices they make and their journeys? We're going to try to unpack some of those human elements and dynamics today to help us better understand it and also help us better understand how to respond. I'm joined by Lydian Krisafi. Uh, Lydian is an investigative journalist and one of the leading authorities on Albanian migration and the UK and its relationship to crime. Lydian, thank you so much for joining Taglines today. Thank you for the invitation. We're going to be jumping right in. Um, there is definitely a perception here in the UK and I'd like to know your views on it. Are all Albanians that come across to the UK criminals? Well, that's an exaggerated term to use. Of course, they are not uh, all criminals in the end, but uh, a lot of them could become, let's say, criminals at, uh, when while they are in UK because of different uh, uh, different reasons. Uh, most of those who come, they come for economic reasons. Uh, in, in the beginning, I don't think anyone comes with the idea that I'm going to be involved in criminal activities. So they all start from the idea that they are poor and they are looking for, let's say, a better life. It's not that uh, they come from, let's say, a criminal background uh, in Albania to, to expand their criminal activities in UK, etc. But from uh, what we've seen, especially those who come by boats or by trucks, uh, they all come because they want a better life. But uh, for different reasons, let's say they end up in criminal activities. Uh, on the other hand, we cannot exclude uh, the, the fact that there are some, especially young guys who come with, uh, with the aim to work in, especially in cannabis uh, houses, which are very widespread. Uh, in Europe, from the Albanian's perspective, in Europe there are three hot points in this, uh, in this aspect. It's uh, UK, which uh, you mentioned, it's Belgium and it's Spain. Uh, for example, if you follow the Albanian migration, you see that they don't go to work in cannabis houses in Italy or in, in Germany. There are very few cases. Right. While the phenomenon is very widespread in these three hotspots, Spain, Belgium and the UK, for different reasons. In Spain, it is because usually they work south of Spain mostly, they are around Malaga, uh, because they work in cannabis coming from uh, Morocco, which is one of the world hotspots of cannabis production. In Belgium, it's the same thing, but it's mostly connected to cocaine, especially the port of Antwerp is very uh, notorious, let's say very known about uh, cocaine uh, traffic. And uh, there are also cannabis houses in some other cities in Belgium. And the third one is UK, which uh, has uh, a lot of cannabis houses, uh, cocaine at the same time. So these are three hotspots of Albanian, let's say, criminal activity in Europe connected to the, uh, to the drugs activity. You don't see the same thing in other in other countries, for example, uh, there is Albanian migration in France, but we are not talking about cannabis houses or cocaine uh, in, in France or in Germany or in Italy, which is a little more uh, rare. 
but uh, in UK it's a different picture. But uh, the main point is that we're talking about uh, people who come in UK because of economic reasons. Nobody comes for, let's say, with the idea of being criminal. And uh, from my experience and from my uh, studies, I know that uh, there are several factors, including especially about UK, which, uh, let's say, push uh, people, especially Albanian guys, to, to work in uh, criminal activities. One of them is uh, the, the difficulty for Albanian citizens to work legally in UK. Today, it is very easy to, to work in Germany or in Italy or all over Europe. If you, if you can find, let's say, a, a work contract, a job contract, you can, you can do it very easily. It doesn't, uh, it's, it's not a great, let's say, uh, afford to do it. But in UK, it's, it's a different matter, especially for those who are low skilled. Because we are seeing a lot of Albanian uh, low-skilled workers working in Germany or Italy, uh, they can do it very easily. In Greece, for example, there is a three, 30 years experience of working in Greece, especially those working in agriculture or other low-skilled uh, industries. But for UK, this is almost impossible. And that is one of the, I think, the main problem while they end up in, uh, in criminal activities because uh, those who come, especially those who come illegally, they have to find some way to work. They have to, to live in, uh, at the end of the day. You have to, to eat and to, to live in UK also. So they, they find a way to, uh, uh, to sustain themselves. And uh, in, the absence, in the absence of uh, having legal work, they will end up doing this uh, illegal activity. So there are a lot of, let's say, reasons connected to UK, but the starting point is always poverty. I mean, it's interesting that you say that there are obviously three countries that have hotspots for the, the criminality, let's say. But then you also say that it's probably the hardest to get a job in the UK out of the European countries that Albanians migrate to. So I guess the question then becomes, why the UK? If it is so hard to get a job, how come we're seeing, and we have seen for a long time, um, Albanian migration, both legal but also illegal? What is the draw then? Uh, UK, let's say it's a, I can say it's a new destination for Albanians usually compared, because if you see the Albanian migration in the last 30 years during, after the fall of communist regime, it was the beginning as Greece and Italy, which uh, for Albanians, they were the most uh, reachable countries and the most developed, let's say, uh, how Albanians view uh, Europe at, at the time. Uh, especially after the financial economic crisis in Greece, but also in Italy, a lot of Albanians from Greece and Italy started to migrate to Germany, but a lot came also to, to UK. Uh, UK was a destination in the 90s mostly for North Albanians, and uh, they exploited this possibility because of uh, the Kosovo crisis. At the time, it was easy, let's say, to, to, to receive asylum in the UK because if you were fleeing from the conflict and the war in Kosovo. So uh, because North Albania is, uh, let's say, in traditions, in language, uh, in uh, names, as surnames is very similar to, uh, to Kosovo. It was easier, let's say, for an Albanian from the north, from Kukus, from Topoi, from Škoda, from Alsiem, other, to pretend that he's from, uh, from Kosovo. Uh, there are a lot of Albanians coming back to, to Albania, especially during the summer vacations, showing uh, a luxury lifestyle, not only with the cars, but also in social medias, which this doesn't happen with the other 
immigrants from the other countries. You, you can see this from uh, those Albanians from Germany or Italy or Spain or France, which is a curious fact because they are all, let's say, wealthy countries. And if you do uh, a good job, you can have, a, let's say, a good career at, at the end of the day. But uh, especially this, there's this perception with the UK that it's more wealthy than the others, that you can make much more money, uh, then you are let uh, from the authorities to do this, uh, this kind of work. And uh, people, let's say, believe this kind of uh, propaganda, I can say, this kind of uh, uh, ideas or uh, what, what, the, what they are seeing. That's fascinating. I find it really interesting in particular that you say that the migrants who go to other countries don't sort of flash. You know, they don't demonstrate their wealth or, or the possibilities. Um, it's probably a whole podcast in that subject, which we're not going to dig into now. But I'm interested to talk a little bit more about the perception of police and law enforcement. How does that really fit with the, you know, they say one thing here in the UK, the government and law enforcement, but it's not necessarily translating back into Albania, right? There the perception is that law enforcement in the UK is, is lenient and it's easy. So what, what do you think can be done about that? Uh, the problem is that, especially social medias, we are seeing a lot of Albanians uh, from the prisons uh, sh even showing their life. Like it's uh, very easy, or uh, there is uh, they are taking sentences uh, which are very uh, small. Let's say even a few days ago, I saw another news. It was an Albanian from he was arrested in a cannabis house in UK, and he had got a sentence of nine months. And uh, especially those who go to work in cannabis houses or selling cocaine in the streets, they take this as possibility. They think it's uh, it's worth to stay uh, so little, let's say, in UK jail. You, you are out in nine months or one year or even two years. It's it's, it's nothing because if you are 20 or 22, it's, it, for them it doesn't change much, let's say, in their perception. And uh, this is, I think, a, a big reason why, uh, even though the UK government is working to... Uh, to prevent this uh, this uh, migration, illegal migration, uh, people are still coming. And I've seen uh, several cases of uh, guys who had uh, gone to jail, have served the sentence, went back to Albania, stayed some months, came back to to UK by boat or by truck. Uh, they got caught again, again in jail. So it was the same cycle. And uh, uh, there was one, for example, who did it four times, the same cycle, because he he could he could do it. And I said it if you the money is worth. But if the sentence were like, I don't know, 15 years, nobody would do it. It's, it's this and simple. So, yeah, that's an interesting point, though. But what happens when they get back to Albania then? Because what you're saying now is that they don't really face many repercussions in Albania. Is that the case? So how does it really work between the UK and Albania? Uh, those who, uh, let's say, end the jail, do the jail in UK, come back to Albania, for them it's, uh, it's just life again as normal. It doesn't change uh, anything. There are some others who, uh, let's say, serve the sentence in Albania, which they do until the end and they are out. Uh, it's uh, life normal for, for everyone. For example, there was news yesterday in Albanian media of an Albanian. He had uh, taken a sentence of around a year, I think, in UK for cannabis house. Uh, he was uh, deported back uh, back to Albania, and he was back in UK at the moment. So he didn't uh, after he finished the the prison time, he was back in uh, UK doing the same thing for which he was arrested and showing it again in social medias. So it was the, for for him uh, the the news was like uh, he was let's say boasting, showing to the police that look I'm back here. So. Uh, this is not a solution. I say I said uh, before that the sentences, if the sentences are more harsher, it would change a lot. I'm I'm interested to to learn a bit more about how all this is perceived in Albania. As I said, there's a, been a high influx of 
of stories about this in the media in the UK. But how is that coming across in Albania? In Albania, the, usually the discussion is done in political lines. It's, it's, it was not, let's say, this big as in UK, even though the problem is in Albania, first thing, but it seems the UK is more concerned about the problem than Albania itself. Uh, it is, if you follow the discussion in the media, it's mostly used from political parties, especially the opposition, to accuse the government that uh, it's not doing its job and people are uh, going to, to UK. But in general, let's say, there is not much discussion about the phenomenon. Because even this migration to UK, it's a part of the big framework of Albanian migration, which has happened in the last 30 years. This uh, to, to UK was, uh, let's say, a phenomenon, especially in the last two or three years, because I've seen some uh, uh, numbers. And if I'm correct, 2017, there were around 200 people who crossed the, the channel. And uh, immediately they went to, from 200 to 12,000 or even 20. But uh, in Albania, we, let's say we, we know these things. We know we are the roots of migration. And the, the country and the, all the political parties are not surprised by what is happening at the end of the day. And uh, for uh, uh, at certain point in Albanian media, there was, uh, let's say, uh, a feeling of shame for, for the country in general. So why is this happening like this? That sort of relates to a question that I had about you know, it's been going on for about 30 years. And as you said, it hasn't diminished, rather it's increased. And um, would you, how would you describe that it's been ingrained, or is it rather ingrained in Albanian society now, this pathway of migration? Because we do interview and we meet with people who say it's a rite of passage, essentially. How would you describe it in that sense? Uh, nowadays, it's become like a mentality. Uh, people, let's say, migrate even though they don't know what they're going to do. I've seen people that uh, they maybe had, let's say, a small bar or a small restaurant in, in Albania migrate just for the sake of it. Let's, let's try it. Uh, what happens? Uh, there was a case a few days ago. Uh, I had uh, another project in my hometown in the south, in Girokasta, and I saw the, uh, the head of the Muslim community in the, in the city. He had emigrated to Germany to work in construction. And I asked his wife why, and he said, Let, let's try it. Which for me was a real surprise because he had a good job. It was well paid as the head of Muslim community in the, in the, in the city. And he was a clerical uh, person. So why should leave this kind of job and work construction in Germany, which is, let's say, not an easy job. The, the payment is, uh, is much better, of course, but it's not an easy job. And uh, she said, why not try it first? He's going to try it for six months. If he doesn't like it, he'll come back. So this kind of uh, pattern has started to become very common. People go and try it even though they don't know what they're trying. And uh, there is still the perception coming from the 90s, as Albania was a very isolated country. And uh, during the communist period, uh, the uh, people saw, especially Italian televisions, illegally. Legally, you cannot see it, but illegally they saw it. And they saw, let's say, uh, uh, something which was uh, unreachable at the time. Italy in the 80s, uh, it was an, another life to, to, to Albania. And uh, there is still the perception that uh, everything is easy outside of the country. A lot of Albanians, they migrate with the idea that they don't know exactly what they are going to find. They think that they are going to find everything uh, there or it's, uh, they are going to have a lot of money. But at the end of the day, some are, let's say, disappointed. Of course, some are satisfied. But if you... And this coming and going between the country and the European Union is, is happening a lot. 
I've seen uh, even my uh, my circle of friends or uh, people that I know. I've seen a lot who go and work for two or three years. They see what uh, what is happening and come back to the country to open something. Uh, from my experience, I know a lot of uh, people who use migration as a path to uh, to gain some money and to invest back in Albania. This is a very common phenomenon. And if you come uh, to Albania, you've seen that thousands, most dozens of thousands of people that have come back and invested in the country. One of the examples is uh, in the north, for example, is the area around Leja, which is the northwest of Albania, which uh, was one of the most underdeveloped in the 90s and the thousands, and a lot of people emigrate, especially to Italy. But now in the last six or seven years, it's become like a, a gastronomy center of Albania. Even, yes, even uh, known in uh, journals, uh, gastronomy journals around the world. Because a lot of Albanians who emigrated in the 90s in Italy, they came back to leisure, to their villages. They opened agrotourisms in the similar way like uh, in Italy. And they have become, let's say, very famous not only in Albania, but uh, around uh, around Europe, around the world, with uh, hundreds of thousands of tourists coming each year to these small villages in Albania to taste the uh, the, to see the agro-tourism and to taste the food. So this is, a, let's say, a success story how you can they can use migration at the same time. There are different sides to, to the same story. And uh, it's not just that the people are migrating out of Albania. They usually do it even for life experience. Let's try it for a couple of years. or so let's make some money and come back and invest in some uh, in some way. You know, looking looking forward, looking at what how to how to really, I guess, tackle some of these issues because it doesn't really look like it's going to happen naturally, does it? You know, the, you say it's become part of the sentiment, it's become part of almost something that, uh, a mentality. And how you shift a mentality is, is very hard and it takes time. What's your view on on how to, to per- perhaps tackle some of these issues? Uh, this is, uh, at the core, it's, a ch- uh, it's an issue of economy and development. If uh, they have, let's say, better development, better economic conditions, uh, I think the migration would decrease. Lydian, we've been talking about the mentality of of migrants and why this is happening, and also around um, the sort of history of Albania and the role that that plays. And so we've got the sort of communist legacies of Albania versus the sort of capitalist markets of the West. And whilst the West and media are sort of putting a negative spin on, on the mentality and the, the, the background and the drivers of migration Albania, is there perhaps something that we can learn from each other and make it more positive rather than just one-sided? What do you think? Uh, the West, especially in the UK, they are using it for, let's say, political reasons uh, at, the, at the end of the day. And uh, for Albanian uh, past, especially Albanian legacy communists, is very much alive in the special mentality of the, of the people. That uh, maybe the young generation they don't uh, they still don't have it, but uh, they they would change it in in the future. They would become much more like the West. But still, the, let's say the majority of the people they have the same. Uh, let's say mentality of the same legacy coming from the communist part. And there is something else that uh, capitalism in Albania in the last 30 years has been totally chaotic. Um, I'm going to ask you one final question, which I ask all, all of the guests. And it's if you had unlimited power, you know, you were in a position of power you, and you had unlimited funding and money, what's the one thing that you would do? What would you focus on? Uh, as I told you, it's about development. They should invest in this uh, in these areas. Great. Well, thank you so much, uh, Lydian. That, that's really fascinating. Um, I think we've learned quite a lot today. Uh, I think for me particularly, it's been understanding those human dynamics and elements, 
you know, what is it that really drives people? Um, the fact that it is a mentality. I think that's a really important thing to, to remember when we talk about Albanian migration, that it's been in, in, ingrained really in society and therefore we have to look at that mentality to begin to understand it and to and to tackle it and to improve the relationships between the UK and Albania as well, support that development, support that investment in the north in particular. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Lydia. It's been really interesting. It thank was you. a pleasure. That was a really interesting conversation. Um, I think some of the key takeaways from me was the idea that Capitalism has been so bigged up in Albania and the the ideas of a new life, of a better life, of more money and riches is something that's been so deeply ingrained over the last 30 years that it's hard to move away from that. At the same time, the people who do migrate, who come to the UK, for example, they find themselves often disappointed. The, the, real, the realities aren't meeting the, the perceptions. And that's something that we can work with, that everyone can work with. And in return, we should be focusing on the importance of development in Albania itself. It's beautiful, rich country, and it's being portrayed as full of criminals, which isn't helpful for anyone. So how do we work together to improve those perceptions across the board and therefore improve relationships and improve integration for anyone who comes here for legal reasons in, and in return that we come and we see with open eyes what Albania is.